0: you're not thinking this guy's crazy okay don't think i'm crazy just hang in there listen it out hear it out and uh, i hope it'll be a blessing to you because i want to talk about this subject hearing from god Does God speak today? Hey, some of you are old enough in this realm to remember. Now, some of you aren't. Many of you will not remember this, and I'm okay with it. But there was a commercial that ran in the 70s and 80s, and you're like, oh, count me out. But 70s and 80s, there was an old commercial that ran that was a classic. I wish it still ran today. It was advertising an investment agency, an investment company called EF Hutton. All right, wait, shake your head. Some of you remember E.F. Hutton. E.F. Hutton was a a stockbroker who became world-renowned because of his advice on the stock markets. And so E.F. Hutton became a common name. There was a commercial for his agency, and the commercial stuck out of my mind way before I was worried about stocks and bonds and that kind of thing. But what struck my attention is this. I'll always remember, because the setting was always a crowded place, whether it was a dinner party, or maybe it was in a restaurant, or maybe it was in a bar, maybe it was in a ball game, wherever it was, there was a crowd of people in the picture, but the camera focused in on two or three people in particular. And you were listening to those people above the roar of the crowd as they were talking about their finances and their investments. And, and as they were talking in the course of the conversation, one would inevitably say, Well, I talked to E.F. Hutton, and E.F. Hutton says, pause. The whole crowd got silent, quiet, whatever they were paying attention to, stopped, and they zeroed in. They leaned in because, here was the phrase, the marketing phrase, when E.F. Hutton speaks, everybody listens I Thought about that commercial again this week oddly enough because I thought how wonderful it would be if every time God speaks we would lean in and Hear what he has to say But now that raises some tension in my eyes and in my thought because I thought to myself I want to lean in so I can hear what God is saying, but here's the tension I want to throw out there today Does God really speak today? Does he really speak to people? Or is that just something that's out there in fantasy land or in spiritual land? It Could it be that God really does speak today? Have you ever heard him? You know, that's another thing. How do I hear God? I don't know if I've heard him or not. In fact, I want to do a poll. Now, this is not a setup. It's not to embarrass anybody. Uh, in fact, I'm going to raise my hand on both questions. But uh, I, just by a show of hands, how many of you would say, okay, Pastor Eddie, I'll admit I struggle in this thing of hearing God. I have struggled to hear God. I struggle to know if I can hear God. I don't even know if I've ever heard God. Yeah, I struggle with the hearing God thing. Anybody? All right, thank you. I appreciate it. I have. I tell you, I still struggle with it, uh, and I still wrestle with it. Have, all right, second question, again, no trick question. How many of you would honestly say, I know that the devil has spoke to my heart very many times. I've heard that old devil whisper in my ear things that I knew were from him. Anybody? Oh, yeah, that didn't take long for those hands to go up. Now, here's my point, and here's the tension I want to create this morning, or that it is created Now, I'm assuming that probably the majority of us in this room are Christ followers. Now, I know not everybody is. And if you're not, we are glad you're here and glad you can listen in on this conversation. But honestly, on a Sunday morning, first Sunday in June, it's hot. Yeah, you know, we've had a busy week, busy graduate. Probably most of us gathered here are followers of Christ. So here's my point. We just all confessed by our hands how quickly they went up and how many they went up. We just confessed that it's often easier for us to hear from the devil than it is from God. Didn't we? I mean, I'm not being mean. I'm just saying we recognize the devil's voice pretty quickly. And we all confess that, yeah, he spoke to us. And yet, when you think about God speaking, you get kind of this... I don't want to go too far into that spirituality thing and I don't want to get too far into that weird thing But I want to suggest to you today that God does still speak to our hearts In fact, I want to say that that one thing may impact your life more than anything else you can think of If we can learn to hear from God, we can impact It will impact our life in such a powerful way way. It's amazing what can happen if we can learn to hear from God. If we could learn to lean in. So if God does speak, why don't we hear him? Why do we have such distinction? And why is it so difficult for us to hear from God? I mean, if I got something going on, and one of the reasons I'm passionate about this is is honestly this. I'm in a season of my life right now where some major decisions are being made. And so I'm like listening to God. I want to say, God, you know, tell me what to do. I'm ready to do it. And in fact, let me ask you this. Don't raise your hand because we've had enough of that. Here's the thing. How many of us though have said something like this? God, I'll do whatever you want me to do. Just tell me what to do. Right? I'm ready to do it. I'm here. I'm yours. I'm ready to follow. Just tell me where to go. Just tell me what I'm to do. Sometimes I've had that attitude in my, that thought in my own prayer life. It's like, okay, God, I'll go. I'll stay. For example, one big deal in my life has always been when it's time to move to another church. Right? I'm I'm not going there as one, just an example. Uh, But it's always a big deal to me when it's time to move. And it's like, okay, God, I'm willing to go or I'm willing to stay. I just need to hear from you. And like I'm waiting and there's this silence, right? And I'm like, I'll go either way. Just tell me would that be cool? Or there's sometimes when I would be thinking, God, I need to know what to do. And, and I remember the story of Daniel. Do any of y'all remember the story of Daniel? You remember the story of Daniel in the lion's den, I'm sure. But do you remember the story when Daniel was in a bank book hall and there was handwriting on a wall where God just by his hand wrote on the wall? And I've often thought, God, if I could just have some handwriting on the wall, you know? Do I go? Do I stay? Do I this? Do I that? Just write it on the wall. And then I think, no, 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 never mind. Don't do that. That would if hand comes up right on the wall, I'm the first one out. Okay, I don't think I want that to happen. <clears throat> okay, but I have those moments when I say just I need to hear from you, God. Wouldn't it be wonderful? I, I prayed this just this week about a particular situation and I prayed and here's what I said. And, and it's just true. It's just my heart. I said, God, you know the future. You know what's ahead. If you just tell me where to go, it would sure save me a whole lot of headache. Right? Doesn't it just make sense if he knows everything? It'd be really cool if he'd just speak to me. Can God really do that? Well, I believe yes. I really believe he can. And, and, and so some of you are probably naysayers in here today. And you're like, "Yeah, oh, we thought you were crazy. Now we know you're crazy. <clears throat> but hang with me. I want to show you why I believe God still speaks. And I want to show you how we can listen. Because I think a problem is not his speaking. The problem is our listening. So my oldest grandkids are with me this weekend. <clears throat> I know y'all get tired of hearing about my grandkids, but, you know, they're my life. So my oldest grandkids are here this weekend. <clears throat> they came over. They wanted to spend the weekend with us, so they came over Thursday night and been with us ever since. So these are my four older ones, which are all teenagers, right? And so they're a, a you challenge all to themselves from the little guys who come. So the all, I got my four teenagers here with me for the weekend, and I noticed something. And, and as I'm, I'm, I'm talking to them, it came, Beth says, okay, call the kids, tell them it's time to eat. So I, I just kind of call out from the kitchen. We had this kind of open, um, um, what do you call it, set up in our house. And so I just kind of call from the kitchen. Okay, guys, come on in for dinner. And uh, nobody moves. I'm like, what's up? These are pretty decent kids. They're not really just terribly disobedient. What, they're, but none of them are moving. So I walk around the wall and I turn in and I look in and guess what they're doing? All of them got earbuds in, Right. I'm not against earbuds. I'll probably have them before I leave the house. Leave here today, but here they all—all of them—with their earbuds. One of them is playing a game. One of them's watching a video. One of them's reading, listening to a book, and so we got all this stuff going on. They haven't even heard me, and I'm saying dinner's ready, and they're just sitting there. It occurred to me this morning. I was on my way here. In fact, this was so impacting. I was on my way here this morning. And I was so dwelt, I was so get driven into this, and, and it just began to hit me so much that I took the wrong turn. I've been coming here two and a half years. I've been in Suwannee County for about 40 years. And I took the wrong turn. I wound up on the wrong road, and I took another road, hoping that I'd get back to 129 sometime or other. I saw parts of Suwannee County I'd never seen before. Got here a little bit late. But all the time I'm thinking, that's our problem. We're like our kids, like those kids. When God wants to speak, we are so distracted with our own little thing. We've got our earbuds in. And we're listening to our own little music or, or we're watching our own little movie or we're reading, listening to our own little book. And we've got our own thing, our own lives so full and so busy and so many voices coming in that we don't even hear our Heavenly Father call us to dinner. We don't hear him speak. Now, again, I'm not against the earbuds. I'm good with it. But we need to pull them out spiritually occasionally and listen as God begins to speak. So I want to take you to the New Testament. I want to show you the Gospel of John where John begins to think back on his life and ministry with Jesus. And he remembers an occasion when Jesus was talking to his followers, his closest followers. And he told them a little bit. He taught them about how he speaks and that he speaks. So I thought it might be interesting for us today. And uh, again, I'm kind of speaking to me this morning. I'm just in that period where I'm reminding myself to listen to God. And so I found this again. John chapter 10. You, if, if you have your Bible, you might want to read along. Or you can read it on the screen. Or if it's on your phone or tablet or whatever. John chapter 10. And listen to the words of Jesus and what he teaches his followers. He says, Truly I tell you. Anyone who doesn't enter the sheep pen. Now, obviously, he's talking about when the sheep are shut up, either in a cave or, or maybe in some kind of a fenced-off area. Anyone who doesn't enter the sheep pen by the gate but climbs in some other way is a thief and a robber. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. Now, stop there just a minute. Jesus, often when he taught, used visuals. He loved to teach using metaphors, parables, things that we could see to help us understand. Often what he would do is call a physical thing that we know something about alongside a spiritual truth. In this case, he's using a shepherd and a sheep. (laughs) You're like, well, why would he do that? We don't know anything shepherds and sheep. No, but in his day... Everybody understood the shepherd and the sheep. Everybody understood the role because there were many shepherds. And those shepherds would often uh, teach them lessons about these sheep. So he says, I'm the shepherd. And I want to teach you about my relationship with you with this metaphor. I'm going to be the shepherd. You're going to be the sheep. Okay? Now watch what he says in the next verse. The next verse is pretty cool. He says, the gatekeeper opens the gate for the shepherd and the sheep. Watch this. Hear his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. Now, immediately, he, he reminds them of something very important that we may not understand, but they did. And you've got to get this. If you want to listen to God, you've got to start here. He says, the shepherd knows his sheep by name. And he speaks to them. Now, why is that so important? You know, I think about shepherds. I've watched shepherds in Israel. I've watched shepherds in Kenya. And uh, one thing I've noticed about shepherds, they usually have quite a few sheep. And I'm thinking, how do they know them? And then it occurs to me, well, they don't do anything else but watch the sheep. So they know their names. They know how many spots each one has. They they know the the different colors of sheep. Of of parts of them, They, they understand, they maybe they do name them. I don't know. He says they know here's the thing the shepherd says, I know about my sheep, and they hear my voice, that is, I speak to them. When I read that, it occurred to me. Jesus is saying to his people, to his disciples, and to us, You're my sheep. I know your name. In another place, he said, He knows the number of hairs on our head. Wow. Right? And he says, I speak to my sheep. Now, I'm convinced that God knows you personally. I know that blows your mind. I said you're going to think I'm crazy. But I think God knows everything about you. He knows your name. He knows where you are. He knows your station in life. He knows your address. He knows your zip code. He knows your social security number. i not sure why that matters. God knows you. So it is not crazy to think that God may speak to me. Now, here's why I think you need to know that. You need to know that because otherwise you're going to be thinking, well, God can't speak to me. I mean, maybe to the president, maybe to the king, maybe to the queen, maybe to somebody important, some spiritual giant, you know, but not to me. Oh, yeah. You're one of his sheep. And he says, you hear his voice. Look at the next verse. The next verse is telling also. It says, when he's brought all his own outside, he goes ahead of them. The sheep follow him. Why? Because they know what? His voice. The shepherd leads. the sh- First of all, the shepherd doesn't drive the sheep. The shepherd leads the sheep. And how does he lead them? By saying, come on, boys. Come on, girls. We're headed over to the pasture. Now, I don't know what he says, but he's speaking. And they know his voice. And they follow him. Now, that's really cool. And here's why I think that's cool. Uh, Because if you've ever seen sheeps in the Middle East, sheeps. uh, Sheeps. If you've ever seen sheeps in the Middle East, you try saying it. It ain't easy. If you've ever seen sheep in the Middle East, you know what you don't see? You don't see fences. No fences. You're like, what? I mean, you know, every place here has a fence, right? If we got five acres of cattle, we got a fence, Why? Because we don't want them getting out. We don't want them getting over to someone else's property. But here's the thing. With sheep, there are no fences. Why? Because there's too many acreages. There's too much acreage to cover to find grass to feed, to graze. So how in the world do you keep 50 sheep all huddled together? They know the shepherd's voice. And when the shepherd speaks, they follow. That's incredible. Because you see, listen to me carefully. If we can hear the voice of our shepherd, then we can follow where he's taking us. And I don't know about you, but I want to go where he wants me to go. He already knows the end of the story. I don't know where it's going. I don't know where my story's going. I don't know what tomorrow looks like in the chapter of Eddie's life. But I know that he does. So why not follow him? If I can just hear his voice and know his voice. But now watch this. This is even better. Look at the next verse. This is incredible. He says, they will never follow a stranger. Instead, they'll run away from him because they don't know the voice of strangers. Now, here's the incredible thing that Jesus says. He says, the thing about sheep is they can distinguish between the voice of the shepherd and the voice of a stranger. Now, listen, guys, that is so important. Don't, don't miss what I'm about to say. The problem today is we have a hard time distinguishing between the voice of our shepherd and the voice of a stranger. We just raised our hands, right? I struggle knowing whether it's the shepherd or whether it's the stranger. The stranger being Satan, our enemy, the devil, however you want to put him, label him. We sometimes struggle, he says, the sheep need to learn to distinguish between the voice of the shepherd and the voice of the stranger. And that's so hard for us. And here's why it's hard. Because most of the time, the voice of the stranger is telling us things we want to hear, frankly. While the voice of the shepherd often goes against what is natural for us. I have a friend, a pastor friend, called. his name is Johnny Hunt. Some of you know Johnny because he's pretty famous in the United States and been around a long time. Johnny used to say it this way. When you talk about this subject, he would say, you know what? Here's the thing. He said, if, if, if something in me is prompting me to give something away, whether it's myself or my time or my resources or my money, if, if something in me is prompting me to give, it's probably from God. <laughs> Why? Why? Because my natural tendency is to hoard and to save and to spend on me, right? You don't have to encourage me a whole lot to do something for me. But something has to prod me to do something for others. You see what I'm saying? We got to distinguish between those voices. Now, I think Jesus is teaching us here that he does indeed speak to our hearts. Now, why would he do such a thing? Well, let me read to you a couple of pages over in the 14th chapter of John. He's talking to this same group, and he goes a little further. Watch what he says. He says, this is chapter 14, verse 18, if you're following along. He says this. He says, I will not leave you as what? Orphans. I'm coming to you. Now, what in the world is he talking about there? I'll not leave you as orphans. I think here's what he's saying. I think, remember last week we talked about the fact that we are born into this kingdom, born into this life. We give birth. We are newborn believers in Christ. We talked about that last week. Well, what he's saying is, I'm not going to birth you into the kingdom and then say, okay, you figure out the rest. Do you ever feel that way? Sometimes I feel that way. I feel like, okay, God, you put me in this place and now you've left me to figure it out. I remember the first time I became a pastor of a church, and I'm like, I don't know how to do this. You put me here, and now what? What he's saying is, I'm not leaving you as orphans. I'm not going to just leave you to figure it out. I'm going to be with you. I'll lead you. I'll guide you. I'll speak to your heart. Just listen. Listen. I wish I had time this morning. Man, I've just been into this and been gulping it up the last couple of weeks. But I wish I could share everything. But think about this. When Jesus spoke to his disciples, his followers in the New Testament, he never spoke to them and then said, you figure it out. He always gave them a detailed plan. But it was step by step, and they had to wait for it. For instance, you remember when he told the disciples, the disciples came to him and they said, "There are there is a crowd following us, five thousand plus. Where are we going to get food for them?" He didn't say, "Feed." Well, he did say. He said, "We're tell them to sit down. We're going to feed them." He didn't then say, "Now you guys figure out how to feed them," Where, because they began to ask, "How are we going to feed them? We we can't feed this many. We don't have enough money to feed this many." He said, "Wait a minute. I got a plan. Have them sit down in groups. Call the little lad up with the fish and the bread." I'm going to pray over it, you distribute it, and it'll be plenty. Isn't that really cool? Well, if, if that was me and you today, maybe not you, I won't pull you into the, my misery. If it were me today, here's what I'd do. Y'all would say, now you feed these 5,000 people, I'd say, oh my, how are we going to do it? Let me get my checklist out. Hey, Beth, how, how much is this going to cost? How much is that going to cost? Where are we going to get the bread? Where are we going to get the fish? Where are we going to? And I'd be trying to figure it all out, and you would too. Don't look at me like that. When we need to just sit and let Him give us the detail, He's willing. But we got the earbuds in. I, I, I don't hear you. I'm, I'm watching my favorite video. No. Let Him speak. When He told the disciples to prepare the Passover, you remember? He said, You guys go into town and, and find a room for the Passover. And what if those guys would have just said, Okay, we got it, Lord. We'll figure it out. Let us get, let's see, we're going to need this, this, this. No they just waited another moment and then he told them go into the town you're going to see a man carrying a water pot tell him you need a room and tell him you need to prepare the meal and you know what it all came into place we need to learn to hear God so you're saying okay Pastor Eddie if it was just as easy as pulling earbuds out I would get it but how do I hear God years ago Years ago, I I was reading and studying a a man by the name of Henry Blackaby. Some of you know about Henry Blackaby. Henry Blackaby really helped me to understand how to hear from God. He took me to the Moses. You remember when Moses was speaking to hearing from God from the burning bush? Maybe you don't remember that. I don't have time to tell the story. But he began to speak to my heart and began to show me how I can hear from God. And he revealed to my heart life that God speaks clearly in certain ways. Later, I picked up another book. It's an incredible book, by the way. And I don't always recommend books up here, but I do every now and then. Charles Stanley. That's Andy's dad for you younger guys. Charles Stanley wrote a book called How to Listen to God. And I picked it up and I thought, oh, wow, this is going along with Blackaby. Maybe they got together and figured this out. And so in in that study between Stanley and Blackaby and now others, I learned there are basically five ways that God speaks to our hearts. And I want to give those to you. Maybe you've heard them before. But one thing I've learned in my walk is I can't hear it enough. And even though I've studied this stuff and listened to this stuff and experienced this stuff, when I have these major moments in my life, these moments in my life when I need to hear from God, I come back to these and it just so happens, just so happens, never just happens. But it just so happens that at this moment, I'm listening. And so, it's what God laid on my heart to share with you. Can I give them to you quickly? Five ways that God speaks. First of all, God speaks to us through His Word. Through His Word. He always speaks through his word. What's his word? His word is this Bible. Now, I know there are some who still struggle with that, and I understand that. And, and, but, and, and if you'll just give me a little bit of time, give me a, a, a space to, under, to explain that, I'll show you what I mean. But this is his word, the Bible. I'm convinced. Maybe you're not yet, but I'm telling you, just walk through it. Just stay in it, and you'll be convinced this is his word. And he speaks to us through this Bible say, really? How does he do that? Can he speak audibly? Nah, you know, I, I've never heard God audibly. I've never heard a voice like, speak, this is God. And frankly, it's okay with me if I don't till I get to heaven one day, right? I haven't heard God audibly, but I've had moments when I knew he was speaking. And often he speaks through his word. In fact, I'm going to just tell you this. I don't know if I should or not, but I'm, God's bringing it to my mind, so I'll say it. I do believe this, in major moves in my life, I've asked God to show me in his word. I said, God, I just need to see it in your word. Forgive my lack of faith. I think that's a lack of faith on my part. I should be able to just hear God and move on it. But sometimes I just need to hear him in some more concrete way. And so I've said to him many times, God, just show me in your word. Can I give you one example of what I mean? And I know this is kind of crazy because I'm not a guy that kind of does like this and hits a verse and says, Oh, that's God speaking to me. You got to be careful about that. Because the Bible, you can make the Bible say anything you want, right? I read of somebody that did this one time and he was studying uh, Judas and what Judas did. And, and what Judas did, you remember that Judas betrayed the Lord and then he hung himself, the Bible says. And, and the guy was going through like this and he said, Look at the verse and said, Go thou and do likewise. <laughs> No, you can make it say anything you want. I'm not talking about that, but I do know that in the course of our reading the Word of God, God speaks. One time, I had done this. The very first church I pastored, I don't know if I've ever told anybody this or told you guys this. I don't know how many people I have told this, so, um, but I'm, I, it's on my mind. I remember the first church I was pastoring, I was there for five years and then felt God was leading me to, to resign and go away. I didn't know why I didn't know I was just searching for God's will trying to figure out what he wanted me to do and um, I was searching I took the church I became pastor when I was 19 so at 24 I was still trying to figure this out and so I resigned and told the church I said I just need to leave I got to figure out what God's want me to do I don't know where his directions he's taking me so I resigned and that's when I became a restaurant manager and so forth so on and anyway long story short in about eight months the church came back to me and said hey we think God is wants us to have you come back as our pastor they didn't know it, but at the same time, God was already dealing with my heart. about come, I, I knew ministry is where he wanted me. Even though I love the steakhouse business, honestly, he, that wasn't where he wanted me, and I knew it. So I'm thinking, okay, God, you lead me. They came back, and they asked me, and I said, no, I can't come back to the same place. And everybody I talked to said, no, you would better not go back to the same place. So I'm saying, God, I need a word. I need you to show me in your word what to do. Do you want me to go back and pastor that church again? Now, you're fixing to think I'm crazy. Please be patient with me. I'm telling you the truth as I know it. I've, in my daily scripture reading, I had come to the 36th chapter, the 37th chapter, I'm sorry, of um, Ezekiel. Now, those of you who are Bible scholars know that this is the story that happens in 37th chapter of Ezekiel. It's the story where the prophet Ezekiel is preaching to a valley of dry bones Anybody remember that story? We don't talk about it a lot. But he's preaching to this valley of dry bones. And as he's preaching to the dry bones, the scripture says that they, the bones came together. Sinew to sinew, joint to joint. The bones came together. Oh, no. That's not a bedtime story for your kids, okay? A valley full of skeletons. But they came together. But now watch this. I read that and I didn't think it had anything to do with me. Until I got to the verse that said, God spoke to Ezekiel and said, Now, you preach to the bones and the bones came together. Go back and preach again and they'll come to life. Now, that might not seem like anything to you. But that made me want to turn somersaults. Because I felt like God was saying, Go back and preach and this time there's going to be new life. And you know what? I stayed there another eight years, and God blessed incredibly. I know. You think I'm crazy. You think I'm loony. I'm just telling you it worked out pretty good for me. Just one case. God speaks through His Word. Trust Him. But to do that, you've got to be in His Word. You've got to be reading His Word. You've got to know His Word. Don't just do this. You've got to know. Be in His Word. Secondly, God speaks through his Spirit. I'm convinced that God speaks through His Spirit. What is His Spirit? It is His Holy Spirit that lives within you. If I had gone on in that verse where Jesus said that I'm going to leave you, I won't leave you as orphans, He goes on to explain, and you'll just have to read this on your own time, but He goes on to explain that the reason He's not going to be able to lead them as as children is because He said, I'm giving you the Holy Spirit. When I leave, the Holy Spirit will come, and He will live in you, and He will lead you and guide you, and He will remind you of the things that I said to you wow that's pretty incredible did you know that the holy spirit of god is resident within you as a follower of christ and that he speaks to your heart i have so many stories i could tell there but i don't have time i can tell you this though i can tell you that god does that you know what this morning somebody somebody asked me people ask me all the time how do you do all that without notes I need to get up there and talk without notes. Let me give you a simple answer. The simple answer is, I've done a lot of study and prep before I ever get up here. So if it looks like I'm just winging it, I'm not just winging it. Done a lot of reading, a lot of study, and a lot of time in the Word, a lot of direction about flow and where I want to go. But then you know what I do? Here's what I prayed this morning on the way here. God, I'm putting the manuscript aside. And you bring to my mind the things you want me to say. Now you know I'm crazy. But he does it. Why does he do it? Not because I'm special, but because he's faithful to his word. And he said, I'll bring to your mind the things that I've taught you. He speaks to us through his spirit. And, and I know that's kind of iffy, it's kind of touchy, because, well, how do I know whether it's God that's in me speaking or whether it's the stranger? That's why you have to know, you have to be able to discern and distinguish the difference. Here's what 1 John, 1 John chapter 4, verse 1 says this. He says, try the spirits, test the spirits, to see whether or not they are God or the devil, whether it's the shepherd or the stranger. You've got to test the spirits. You've got to know. But I'm telling you something. If something inside of you is saying to you, do something that is contrary to this word, guess what? It is not the shepherd. It is the stranger. I just believe that that firmly. So you've got to know that word. He speaks to the spirit. I've got to hurry. Man, y'all aren't listening fast enough. Let me go to number three. Number three, God speaks through prayer. Through prayer. You remember the story in Acts chapter 10, I believe it is, where, where Peter is, goes up onto a housetop. In the city of Joppa, he's going up to the housetop and, and, and he's going up there, scripture says, to pray. And while he's praying, God speaks to him. You can read it later in Acts chapter 10 and the story says that God speaks to him because there's this vision that he has of, these, of this meat that the Jewish people would consider unclean. And yet when, the, when, the, when the, the sheet with all of the meat comes in, God says, God spoke and said, eat the meat. And Peter resists that and says, no, God, I can't eat it. It's unclean. And no unclean meat has touched my lips. And God said to him and said, Peter, I've made it clean. You can eat. And all of us said, amen, because that means we can eat pork chops and spare ribs and fried shrimp and scallops. And let's stop. It's almost lunchtime. You got it. But God spoke to him while in prayer. How many times do we see the men of God in prayer, women of God in prayer? We speak. Remember the story of Hannah? She prayed for a son and she was in prayer and God spoke. God will speak to you in times of prayer. Here's our problem we don't pray enough. Why? Because we're too distracted. We've got the earbuds in, we can't listen to God got to be quiet. I got to float down the river with my grandkids yesterday, and and as I'm floating down the river, I always bring separation between me and the grandkids on the river. It's just a good idea if you're a granddaddy. If none of you know that yet as grandparents, just know that. It's a good thing to separate from the grandkids, because if you don't, you're getting dumped right when you don't want to get dumped. (laughs) But also, I just like the quiet. So for an hour, I can just listen to God as I float down. Sometimes we just need time to hear God. We need to lean in. We need to lean in. Did you ever do this with your kids? I remember when my kids were small and then my grandkids were small? I used to like to sneak a little hug. so what I'd do is I'd lean down to tell them something, and I'd speak in a whisper. And I'd spoke in a whisper because they'd say, "What, gee, daddy, I can't hear you. Come a little closer." And I' lean in and I'd speak in a whisper. I still can't hear you. we got to come a little closer. Of course, they, they know the game after a little bit. But what am I going to do? I'm going to whisper to draw them closer, and then I'm going to grab them and give them a G-Daddy hug. You know, I'm convinced that God does that. You remember it was Elijah who said that God didn't speak in the whirlwind or in the earthquake. But he said God speaks in a still small voice, in a whisper. And I think it's because he wants us to lean in, lean in, draw closer and nearer and nearer and nearer. And then he speaks. Here's what I've learned about God speaking to us. He is not in a big hurry. Now, we want to rush in. Say, God, you got two minutes before the next video starts. No. Pull that thing out and give God time. To talk. Why doesn't he just answer? I think it's because he's building character in our lives. He's disciplining us. strengthening us. He's humbling us. He's making us hungry to hear from him. So he speaks through prayer. Now if you're writing these down, we'll give you the next two. I'm going to tell you what to do with those next two. The next one, God speaks through people. And God speaks through Circumstances. Now, I'll tell you what to do with those last two. Draw a circle around them because they're a little bit different. Here's what I believe. I'm fully convinced that God speaks to us in his word through prayer and through the spirit. And then he uses people and circumstances oftentimes to affirm what he's saying to us. Now, here's why I want you to circle it. Be careful of thinking that God's going to speak to you through people. Because here's the thing about people. Too many times, people will tell you what you want to hear rather than what you need to hear. Don't we sometimes do that? You got a good buddy that comes to you and says something, and I'm going to tell them what I want them to hear. That's why the writer of Proverbs said that the wounds, the wounds of an enemy are better than the kisses of a friend. What do you mean by that? He means it'd be better for somebody to tell you the truth. But sometimes you don't do that. Here's the other problem. The other problem with people is sometimes we tend to go to the people that we know are going to give us the answer we want to hear. Come on. This is just Honesty 101 today. Just being transparent. We're going to go to the people that are going to tell us what we want to hear. We all do that. And so what do we do? We go to people who are failing in a particular area we want advice in. Why is it if my finances are in terrible shape and I'm just crushed in my finances, why do I go to somebody else who's in worse shape than I'm in? Right? Because they're going to tell me what I want to hear. If my finances are busted and I'm wanting to buy a new boat, I'm reasoning in my own heart, hey, it's okay, can I buy the boat? You know, because we'll have some family life. and Yeah, we'll be broke, but at least we'll have Sundays on the river and be all right. So I go to my friend who's in the same shape and he already has the boat. I said, what do you think I ought to do? He said, buy the boat. Maybe he should say, pay your bills. Save up some money, <laughs> you know. You ain't going to tell him that. And then circumstances are extremely misleading. Sometimes we just give circumstances way too much credit. We think it's a God thing. Have you ever used that? This is a God thing. I think about Jonah. Anybody remember the story of Jonah? Jonah, had, here's the, Jonah the Bible says, God spoke to Jonah and said, I want you to go to Nineveh and preach to the Ninevites. And Jonah said, I don't want to go to Nineveh. I don't want to go to Nineveh. Nineveh is east. I'm going west. So to prove his point, Jonah, the scripture says, went down to Joppa, which was the port. Port Everglades. It's the port. Port Canaveral. He goes to the port. Here's the thing. In that day, you couldn't catch a cruise ship like you can today. Today, you can go down any time you want to. Catch the boat. You're out of here. You can catch a flight, what, within an hour. I mean, it's just quick, quick, quick. In that day, it would take weeks sometimes months to get the ship going where you wanted it to go. Jonah goes down to Joppa. There's a ship there in the harbor. Tomorrow, it's heading west to Tarsus. Wow. Think about that just for a moment. Jonah comes down. He sees the boat headed west. God said go east, but this boat's going west. This is surely a God thing. I'm on the boat. And in case you don't remember the story, it did not end real well. What am I saying? Circumstances can be misleading. Right? I remember when I was trying to lose weight to get some health back in my life. And I was being really, really good. And Beth was with me one time. And everything was going great. And I was doing so well until one day we drove up to Krispy Kreme. And the, red, the hot light was on. And there was a parking place wide open right at the door. And I said, it's a God thing. Must be from God. I think God's telling me to have a Krispy Kreme while it's hot. <laughs> that's exactly, Lucas, that's exactly what she did, buddy. She just said, no, nah, I don't think so. I don't think so. Oh, be careful. So let me wrap it up. i I'm, I'm gone long, and I'm sorry, but it's just passionate on my heart today. I'm really passionate about this, and I really believe this. Throw that takeaway up there one time, Caleb. I really believe this is why I'm passionate about it. Learning how to hear God's voice is the answer to a thousand problems in your life. That's why I'm passionate about this. Learning how to hear God's voice is the answer to a thousand problems in my life. If I can just learn to hear God, if I can just pull the earbuds out, if I can just settle in, if I can just be patient, if I can just lean in a little bit and hear his whisper, because he only cares for good in my life. He doesn't want to see me in bondage. He doesn't want to see me destroyed. He doesn't want to see me struggle through life. He doesn't want me to be an orphan. He wants to lead me and guide me in truth. He wants to steer me as he wants me to go. He wants to steer me in directions that lead to peace and joy. The problem is when I go through life with earbuds in, there's no telling where I'm going to wind up. So, I hope it's helpful to you this morning. Just to close very practically. You want to listen to God. You want to move the needle a little bit in this. Start, in, start by getting in the Word. Start by reading the Bible just a little bit each day. And, and just ask God, God, would you? do you want to speak to me today through this Word? And buckle up. Just take some time to be still and listen. Just to be quiet before God and listen. You know that's one of the hardest things to do? When I'm with God, I want to talk. Hey God, let me tell you what's going on in my life. Hey God. Sometimes I think he just wants to say, whoa, whoa, whoa. Just be still and listen. Lean in and let God speak. And I can't wait to hear in the coming days what God's going to do. i am tell you, part of the reason I'm excited is because God spoke to my life about some things this week that gave me peace that passes understanding. And so I just wanted to share that with you. Hope it's been helpful. Pray with me, would you?